If we haven't met, I want to say hello to you. If you are a guest with us and you're visiting or you're with family, it's so good to have you here tonight. And I want to tell you that one of you might have a lousy night because you're going to go outside to a dead conversion van. So if you have a conversion van, it looks like it's blue and it's MZX782. It's a nice rhyme. Did you do that on Is that a, a plate that... No, that's not. MZX782. We'll give you a moment to go out and shut your lights off and see what's going on out there. And the rest of you, you can turn with me if you have a Bible to the book of Isaiah. To the book of Isaiah. If you don't have a Bible with you, it'll be behind me on the screen. I'd love for you to follow along with me because we are a church that loves the Word of God. And whenever we gather together, we open God's Word. And I would invite you to find your way there. And it'll be on the screen behind me as well. Well, my wife has said to me many times this week, Brad, this is not the way it's supposed to be. As she looked at the weather forecast, as she came out today and felt the rain and that it was 50 degrees, some of you are loving it and others of you, you'd agree, yeah, this doesn't feel like Christmas, does it? It's not the way it's meant to be. Well, I was driving the other day through Pleasant Hill and I saw a sign at Arby's that said roast beef sandwiches four for ten. And I remember when they were five for five and thinking this is not the way it's supposed to be. Something is wrong. But you don't have to be alive for very long to know that when you look at the world, the world that we're living in, things are not the way they are supposed to be. Take this season of the year, for example. A time that's supposed to be of joy, that is filled with hope, often turns into conflict, doesn't it? Maybe that's just my family. You've never experienced that before. Often, though, the time, the season, when we're supposed to have so much joy, it can it turn into fighting and quarreling and family arguments. We look around at the world around us and we see strife and ingratitude. We see people who are struggling with anxiety and depression. And we feel that things are not the way they are supposed to be. Broken marriages, families torn apart, we see abuse physical, substance, whatever it may be, we're reminded that things are not the way they are supposed to be. We see cancer. We see children hungry. And we hear of wars all around the world, particularly even now in the Middle East, and we wonder, how are we to feel about this? We know the feeling that comes inside and says, this is not the way it was meant to be. Well, 700 years before the first Christmas, they were feeling just that. The people of Judah and the bottom of Israel were knowing about in the northern Israel that there was a big invasion coming from the land of Assyria and they were not nice people. Some were the cruelest people who ever lived. Their king Ahaz had sacrificed his own son trying to appease the gods that he could try to make happy. The people, instead of going to God, were consulting mediums. They were calling people back from the dead to say, what should we do? All the while, God rose up a herald, a prophet, one who would speak on behalf of God to the people named Isaiah. And he told of a birth announcement of one who would come that we've been studying about. And we've been looking at these verses together. Park Church, do you have it memorized yet? Let's read this together in Isaiah 9, verse 6. Ready? 
We're going to say where it's found first. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We see all these, this birth announcement of one who would come. And it tells us what this one who would come, what he would do for us. Who he is and what he will do. His names are a description. We've looked at Wonderful Counselor. We've looked at Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And tonight we close it out by looking at the Prince of Peace. Shalom. It's a term that we hear. Shalom, it means peace. But it means so much more than that. It speaks of wholeness. Or you could say the way the world was meant to be. The Prince of Peace. This is said of him in the next verse, verse 9, or verse 7 of chapter 9. It says, of the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Not only is he the prince of peace, the prince of shalom, but it tells us that this governor, the true governor, the perfect governor, his government will increase and his peace will increase. And of his peace there will be no end. That means as he rules and reigns from the throne of David, everything that he touches, every part of creation, his peace will keep on going and going and going. And it will never stop. The knowledge of Jesus, of God, will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. And we've read already just a few chapters from now, he tells us of a time when the lion will lie with the lamb and the child will lead them. This one who is promised will reverse the curse of sin, will make things right, and will make the world the way we all long for it to be and the way that it was meant to be. He will bring perfect peace, perfect shalom. This prophecy that Isaiah is speaking of is speaking of his first advent. That Jesus, that advent means coming. His first coming, it speaks of that. And it also speaks in the fullness of this prophecy in his second coming. The answer to what we all long for, the the way that things were meant to be. They are not the way that we want them to be right now, but we desire them to be that way. Peace has come, Park Church, and peace is coming. And here's what I want to give us tonight. Just two needs that all of us have that must be met in Jesus. Two needs that all of us have that must be met in Jesus. I'm going to do it rather quickly. I promise I'll get you out of here by 7 p.m., okay? And get on to your other things. Here's the first thing. Jesus is the, is the solution to every problem. We've seen that threats we've been meeting together. And here's the first problem that we have. I need peace with God. I need peace with God. Romans 5 verse 1, you'll see it behind me. I'll read it to you. It says this. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord 
Jesus Christ. You see that first couple of words there. There's one word that we need to define, and that is the word justified. It simply means this, to be declared righteous or to be declared right. The Bible tells us, and I think all of us can sense that we are not right. There's something in the world that isn't right, and we are a part of it. And we have this sense of, I need to fix it. I need to search for what it is to make things right and to make myself right, to bring peace in my heart, to bring peace with God. Looking for that next thing. Several years ago, uh, my dad decided that he was going to go all in on HD DVDs. And uh, he told us as kids, I'm going all in on HD DVDs. I don't want regular DVDs anymore. I want HD DVDs. And uh, so we said, okay. So he, so he bought two HDVD DVD players because the only thing that could play HD DVDs was an HD DVD player. And each one of those had to have a HD DVD cord that went with it that connected it to your TV. And he said, I've got one of these in the upstairs and one of these in the downstairs. Now I want you kids to buy me HD DVDs for Christmas. And so I remember I bought him The Born Supremacy on HD DVD. And uh, we watched it over Christmas break. And then we were watching the news a little bit later on in that break. And the news came out and said they have decided that they are going to go with Blu-ray instead of HD DVDs. (laughs) And so here was the answer to everything was that my dad would have crystal clear vision on the TV of HD DVDs and they were now discontinued, making HD DVD players obsolete. And nobody even watches Blu-ray anymore. You stream everything now. The thing is, we think, man, this is where it's at. This is where it's going to be. This is going to fix everything and it never happens. And we feel this void of making peace with God and a lot of us think that okay I've got to make peace with God and I'm going to do that by being a good person now imagine this is you this quick trip cup here you're like come on man you couldn't have done Casey's now we're going to do a quick trip it's all I could find here in the school at four o'clock this afternoon and so we're going to use this cup here say that this is your life and you're trying to fill up this cup to bring peace to get it all the way full To bring peace with God. To say that I'm going to justify myself. I'm going to make myself righteous. So I'm going to go to church. And maybe just on Christmas Eve. But I'll throw Easter in there too. Uh, I'm going to be a good person and give to the needy. Which God appreciates that. I am going to... um, Take my kids to church and make sure that they get a good uh, education in the Lord. And we look at this, though, and we think, okay, I'm doing all these good things, but yet there's still this huge void in my life that I don't measure up. I don't have peace with God. So then I think... I'm going to take on a bunch of experiences and live it up. So I start taking all kinds of trips and I save up and I'm going to make a bunch of experiences and I'm going to justify my existence and in that way bring peace with God. Or I'm going to be really good at my job and I'm going to make all kinds of money and I'm going to build up my 401k so I can enjoy it for the last three years of my life. And then I'm going to keep filling it all up. 
And then you're thinking, well, that doesn't work. I still feel empty. I still don't have peace. And so now I'm going to really focus in on whatever it is. You fill it in. But here's the problem. The standard keeps on changing when you're the standard. Justified is a judicial term. It makes you think about a judge. And you're supposed to see yourself as standing before a judge with a gavel in his hand. And in this case, you're standing before the judge of all the earth, the perfect judge who does all things right, who is always fair, has always just, has always exercised his justice. And we all try to fill up ourselves by doing good things to make ourselves right with this judge. But the problem is we can never reach his standard. Because this judge standard, he's a good judge. He doesn't let people who have broken the law go free without it being paid for. So his standard is 100% perfection. Last time I checked, that's not you. Last time I checked, that's not me. So someone else has to pay the debt that we owe to have peace with God. I was on a lunch break one time and I had two friends with me. And we were driving uh, through the city of Johnston. If you're from Johnston, I love you. I'm glad you're here. And we were driving through this city. And I was driving down a residential street going 35 miles an hour. And coming the other direction was a police officer. And I thought, I looked down at my, my uh, speed and I was like, I'm doing okay. And then all of a sudden, that police officer spins around. Whoop, whoop. Lights come on. Pull up behind me. And I pull over, and my two friends are in the back seat, and they're like, oh, man, you're getting pulled over right now. This is awesome, right? And so the great friends, uh, and I, I, the cop comes up to my car, and I love police officers, and they come up to the car, and he rolls down. I roll down the window, and he says, you were speeding. And I said, really? I'm going 35. He's like, this is a 25-mile-an-hour zone. And I said, oh, I'm sorry about that, right? And he says, hold on just a second. Comes back and says, here's your ticket. I get a $144 speeding ticket. Most expensive lunch I've ever had in my life. And my friends are just dying in the back. And they, we get back and they are telling everyone about this, right? Well, we went on this trip. Brad offered to drive to lunch and he got pulled over. 144 bucks he's got to pay now. Isn't this hilarious, right? And so a week later, I walk into my office. And on my desk in an envelope... I open it up, and inside is $144 in cash. And I took that money, and I paid my ticket with it. I broke the law. Someone else paid my debt. I gave it to the judge, and the judge was satisfied. Here's the deal. We have a debt that we could never repay. We can't make ourselves, we can't give ourselves peace with God. Someone else has to do it. And the good news is here that it's through Jesus Christ. When he came to earth, he lived a perfect life. The life that you and I should have lived but never did. And what's it say? Since we have been justified by what? Say it. Faith. That is trust. Not our own good works, not our own good doing. We can only be justified that it's declared right with God by faith alone. So here's what happens. When you trust that Jesus was perfect, that you are not, he gives you all of his goodness. It's applied to you. And so now 
you are able to stand before the righteous judge, offer to him the payment of Christ, and the judge will be satisfied. And you will have salvation. You will be declared right with him. And here's the beauty of it. When the judge of all the earth, God sees you, he will not see your sin. He will see the goodness of Jesus in your place. So you will have peace with God. If you simply believe that Jesus Christ has died in your place. We must have peace with God. And next I want you to see this. I need the peace of God. I need the peace of God. Jesus says this in John chapter 14. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give it as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. A peace that you cannot find in this world, I give it to you. Jesus is the heavenly solution to every earthly problem. Listen, there is peace that exists right now, but it is not found in this world. It is found beyond this world that is available to you through Jesus. Listen, peace is not found in an absence of conflict. Peace is found in a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. If we could just say, man, if I could just get through this, if my circumstances will just improve, if I can just work really hard, then I will have peace. I've been through a lot of difficult situations in this past year. And you know what the beauty of it was? God gave me peace in the midst of those situations, even when the situation didn't get better. And he can give that to you. He can give you the peace of God right now. This is what the Apostle Paul says about God's peace. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. When you have peace with God, you can have the peace of God in your heart. And what does it say? A peace that surpasses all understanding. That means it doesn't make any logical sense. You can't explain it. But you can have a peace in the midst of your volatile circumstances that God is in control. That he knows what he's doing. When everything else in your life is giving way, he can be your hope and stay. He'll hold you together when everything else is falling apart. When he gives you the peace of God. Peace and confidence that God is in control and that he loves me. And one person said, not only does God love you, but he's actually quite fond of you too. He really enjoys you. And when a God, the God of the universe loves us in that kind of way, we can have peace in our lives no matter what is happening. Now, if you remember back to Isaiah, what was going on there? The prince of peace, of his government and peace, there will be no end. The increase of his government and peace. His peace keeps on increasing. It keeps on going and going. There isn't a place where it ever runs out. The grace that you need, the peace that you need, it's always available to you. So believer, listen to me. The more that you live under the rule and reign of Christ in your life, the more that you pursue him in your daily life, the more peace will be given to you. 
His grace will keep flowing. His peace will keep flowing into your life as you pursue him. So you're lacking peace right now? Pursue the Prince of Peace. Do you not know what to do in your life? You might still not know what to do tomorrow. But you'll have peace when we pursue the Prince of Peace. So I ask everyone in this room tonight, I want you to think about this. First, do I have peace with God? And do I have the peace of God? They go in order. You need to have peace with God. None of us are morally neutral with God. We're his enemies. We must have peace. And it only comes through having faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior. To trust him. To give up trying and say, Jesus, I believe that you did it for me. And when that happens, if you pursue Christ with your life and submit to his rule and authority in your life, the, the result of that will be peace. Peace that surpasses understanding. Things are not the way they're supposed to be. But one day they will be. You can have peace with God. And peace in your heart. I want to look just lastly at that last verse of Isaiah. And just look at the very last phrase. Just look at that last sentence. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Zeal. It's the same word for jealousy. It's to be red-faced. That's what that word means. And this is what it says. God is so committed to this, he's going to see it all the way through. What he's begun in sending his son Jesus that we remember in this time, he's not done. He will keep doing what he says he will do. He will make things right the way they were meant to be. He will carry it through and he will see you through. If you know him and if you desire to know him, this is what is offered to us. For unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. And of the increase and of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. Let's pray.